Missing in Missouri is an investigative podcast dedicated to finding as much information as we can in missing person cases and ultimately find the truth. My name is Morgan Hicks, and I have a bachelor's degree in sociology from McKendree University. I've never done a podcast, but I've listened to podcasts, and I love true crime. And I thought that this would be something fun and and interesting to do. I'm Zachary Hicks. I have a bachelor's degree in criminology and criminal justice from the University of Missouri, St. Louis. I love to read. I love researching new things, things I don't know, and learning new things. And this is a new thing for me to learn about, and I'm learning about it with the help of you. So after talking for about a week or so about starting our own podcast, we weren't really sure where to start. The first thing we did was find a case, and while we were researching information for this case, we went out and got some equipment. Zach, how did you find the case that that we're currently on? I found this case. I went to the Missouri State Highway Patrol missing persons website and I was scrolling through the date of births of all the people that's missing and I found one that was the birth date was in July and I'm a July birthday too. And it was number 47 out of like the 630 some odd names. Wow. Yeah. And I saw that it was the Dana Bruce case. And I've never heard about it. And I thought, well, that's funny. I've never heard it. So I clicked on it and they had a poster of Dana. And I'm going to read to you what the Missouri Highway Patrol put on the missing persons poster. So at the age of her disappearance, she was 23. A white female, red brown hair, hazel eyes. She's 5'2, and at the time of her disappearance, weighed 98 pounds. Wow. And it's, uh, she's missing from Sedalia, Missouri. Now, this is what they say Dana Bruce was last seen at approximately 11.45 p.m., October 4th, 2008, at the home of her children's babysitter in Sedalia. Dana was seen earlier that same evening at a Sedalia nightclub called Malone's. She has not been seen since that evening. Family members are worried as they say Dana was a devoted mother and would not leave her two young children. Foul play is suspected in her disappearance. Dana has a tattoo on her upper left arm of a teddy bear with the word Dylan, D-I-L-L-O-N, on it. She has a thin build. But the only problem is they have a picture of the tattoo, but it's not D-I-L-L-O-N. It's spelled D-Y-L-A-N. So I guess that's a misprint on the flyer, but, you know, it's almost 11 years later and they haven't fixed that. Um, But that's how I found it. And... I did a little bit of background, and there's not a whole lot of information out there about Dana. There's a, there's a few news articles, 
and I think one or two news clips on television that I found on YouTube. And I remember talking to you about it and saying, I think I found the case that would be really good for us to do. And I remember telling you about it and you were like, well, okay, you know, well, maybe we should check this out. And I started doing some research on my own and because I think you were working on a yeah. different case. I was working on another case. And yeah. so it took me a, a little bit to come around to Dana, but I was looking on WebSleuth and the case that I was working on, on her discussion thread, there was like 37, 38 pages of discussion but then i searched data and she only had three yeah there's not a whole lot of information out there and a lot of it that's out there is the same articles and it's all the same stuff yeah and it's it's been difficult trying to find new information or or people to talk to because it seems like as many people as we've contacted or tried to contact they haven't really gotten back to us, or they've been hesitant. Yes. I've, I've talked to quite a few people, but for the most part, they don't want to talk. They don't get back with me. And the ones that do get back with me, they're very hesitant to talk. I When I was first looking at the town, Sedalia, I saw the, the population is like 21,000 people. Which, that's a good a good-sized town. You know, we come from a town that's like 20,000 people, and we definitely don't know everybody. No, we don't. And when I thought about that, I'm like, why do they keep saying a small town, a small town? But when you go there, it is a small town. Especially the area she came from. Everybody in that area knows everybody. It's like a whole separate town within the town. Yes. That has their their own way of dealing with things. And and the part of town that Dana is from is only five, five minutes five, or so. It's about five minutes from, from the police station. Yeah, and it's about maybe, maybe two minutes from Main Street. Yeah, it's right off Main Street. And there's this phrase, oh, they came from the wrong side of the tracks. That is what Dana came from because the, quite literally yeah because the area that she was from was a poor neighborhood a lot of crime a lot of drugs and they didn't get a whole lot of attention and the attention they did get you know it was always because there was crime and the police were there to to deal with that that's negative attention yeah it was negative attention so the night that dana went missing she went to a bar and nightclub in town off of Main Street called Malone's. And she was speaking to somebody for quite a while. Several hours that night, yeah. She left about 11.30. Yeah, the surveillance cameras have her leaving at 11.30. And then at 11.45, she made it back to the babysitter's house, checked on the kids, and asked the sitter if they could just stay over the night, and she'd pick them up in the morning. Uh, the babysitter, of course, was like, yeah, no problem. She paid her and left with the gentleman in this red Ford F-150, a newer model. And that's the last time Dana was ever seen or heard from. You're talking, coming up on 11 years on, on October 4th, that's not, that's less than a month away. Yeah. And, you know, her kids have no justice 
for them she hasn't had justice you know nobody's been able to find out what happened to her nothing no clues the searches that the police did came up with nothing and they're kind of at a standstill they're at a crossroads there's no new leads coming in it's just sad because she she was a, she's a person you know she has two kids and she has friends and family and nobody nobody knows what what happened to her so this podcast takes place in real time for the most part so all of the information that you guys are hearing is what we're getting as you're hearing it so if it seems like um, we're going a little slow we're, we're getting the information as you're hearing it so whenever uh, an episode drops we're already working behind the scenes getting more interviews and talking to people and trying to get the next episode up and running for you guys during the course of this first season Zach and I will be investigating Dana's disappearance. She is our main focus, and we will not move on until we feel that we have gotten as much information from any source possible. And our ultimate goal is to find out what really happened to Dana. If anyone would like to contact us about Dana, you can reach us at missinginmissouri at gmail.com. You can also reach us through Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. If anyone has any information regarding Dana's disappearance, we urge you to contact the Sedalia, Missouri Police Department at 1-660-826-8100. I'm Morgan. I'm Zach. Welcome to Missing in Missouri.